that's what I try to pour into any young man that I come across who may lack that figure. You need to be connected so that you can get that identity, so you can get that structure, so you can get that foundation, and you can get the leadership of how to become a man when you have your own children or when you have your own dominion over young people. Make sure that you are connected to great leadership and a great father figure. Welcome to Rise and Lead. I'm Benjamin Lundquist, and this podcast is all about personal growth and leadership. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our Rise and Lead community. We are a community of leaders who are passionate about growth, leadership, and expanding our impact on the world. On this episode, I sit down for a powerful conversation with Reggie George. Reggie is the founder of Father Figure Apparel and is a husband, a father to twin daughters, an entrepreneur, a coach, and a father figure to many. In 2019, one of his twins, Cam, was violently stabbed in the head with a pair of scissors by a boy at school. We dive into this traumatic story and the great purpose that came out of great pain. This episode is a call for every man to step up and be a father figure to the next generation. Every young person is our responsibility, and this is the heart of the father figure movement. The Rise and Lead podcast is designed specifically to motivate and equip you to live your greatest life with maximum impact. We are going to find out what makes great leaders great and how you can start growing yourself, rise, expanding your impact, lead, and living the life you have been created to live. The truth is we are stronger together. And I want to personally invite you to be a rise and lead partner in spreading the word about this podcast and all the episodes that will follow. So together we can reach more people. Your input, ratings, reviews, and shares help our team to continue creating a better podcast to serve great leaders like you. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the episodes that release every month. Rate the podcast. I'm always going for a five-star rating. If you think Rise and Lead deserves five stars, I would greatly appreciate that. Leave a written review if you haven't done so already. Your reviews, they make a huge difference. And finally, share about Rise and Lead with your family, your friends, and your social media network. Screenshot this episode entitled Father Figure and send it to somebody or text somebody the episode link. You are helping people rise to their next level by connecting them to an episode. And when you share about the podcast as an Instagram story, make sure you tag me and I will always try and give you a repost. The podcast is starting off strong in 2023. 
And that's because of the incredible support from people like you. So on behalf of our team, I just want to say thank you. Your support means the world to me and it means the world to our team. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Your time is valuable and I'm so glad that you're here. I would recommend going back and listening to episode number one, The Rise and Lead Foundation. In that episode, you can hear a lot more about my story and the five pillars that make up the foundation for the Rise and Lead podcast. I like to start every episode with prayers, so let's pray together. God, I want to pray for the person listening to this episode that you remind them of their incredible worth and value, that you remind them, God, that they are not defined by their past, that their story is not over yet. And I pray, God, that you will speak into every man specifically, calling them to step up to their father figure potential as they use all the gifts and the abilities and passions that you have given them to reach love and empower the next generation. In your name we pray, amen. Reggie George has a mission and a calling to raise up father figures. Let's dive into our conversation as he starts talking about the foundation of the father figure movement. A lot of times, man, it is, you know, it may be physical ailments or, or health issues or early death. But at that point, man, it becomes all of our responsibility to step in and bridge that gap, man. So that's really the foundation of father figure apparel, man. And that's where our mantra comes from. Be present, not perfect. Mm. Because in that, man, us as men, we need to not chase perfection, but just chase a presence and activity with our young people. We need to take more inventory of who we are versus who we aren't. And a lot of times, man, we let who we are not keep us from creating that presence or building that relationship because the inventory is out of whack. You know, we have to do a better job of understanding, first of all, to our young people and our kids, man, we're perfect in their eyes a lot of times, even in our mistakes and even in our shortcomings, man, we know those things as adults. But our kids, man, just want us around. They want us pouring into them. They want us to be active. They want us to be present. And we have to take pride in that. And first and foremost, man, we have to understand that that is one of the purest forms of leadership as a man, man, is to pour into our young people, is to pour into your children and to build them up, man. So the inventory has to be about who we are versus who we are not. What are some of those things that you're seeing and hearing as to why men who want to step into this space are not actually making that happen. And what I see a lot of times with men is that we allow the excuses to keep us from being active and present. And sometimes I think we we gauge based on how well you may get along with the child's mother or if you're married or if you're single. Like, man, fatherhood is a difficult task. And I think We have a lot of our men that are waiting on it to be easy or waiting on it to be without hurdles or without speed bumps. And fatherhood, it just doesn't come with that, man. And especially those of us who may coach or we may mentor, we may have to pick up the slack for other men. Like, man, this thing does not come without adversity. It doesn't come without a trial or a tribulation, man. So for me, I see a lot of times that 
you know, whether we're, we're in our forums or we're having conferences, man, there are a lot of men who hide behind the excuses of what keeps them from being present or active. And they have to understand that, man, excuses cannot raise kids. What do you speak in the life of men as far as laying down excuses and taking extreme ownership of their life? And Ben, and this is what I love about the father figure platform, the apparel. It's just about being transparent. A lot of times, I think we have a lot of men that judge certain relationships and certain fathers that they see, they judge it from the outside in. And if you don't let them inside, they'll think that, oh man, you got an easy path and man, you married and your kid like, no man, like there is no easy path. So the more intimate the conversation, the more intimate the relationship, man, it's just letting people see that everybody can hide behind an excuse. Yep. And first of all, nobody has a roadmap just because you're married or just because you may get along with the child's mother or just because you got a what looks like a smoother path. None of us have a roadmap to this thing, man. Like I've dealt with some of the most adverse and dark times as a father, man. And every excuse that you could think of, I could hide behind it, man. But just like I tell any of the men that we meet with, man, like there are certain times and certain instances where, and we and we're talking about it now, man, that leadership has to kick in, responsibility has to kick in, accountability has to kick in. Therefore, you just kind of you weather the storm. And as believers, man, you you invite God into that storm and you seek that wise counsel. You need to be around a community of other men, of other leaders that are willing to be vulnerable. Now, I think what you said is so key. We look at other people and we think they've got it all together and they don't have any issues or challenges. They don't suffer from depression or anxiety. They don't have self-doubt. And that's just not the reality. Just having that community where you could be vulnerable and you're around other men and leaders who are willing to be vulnerable. That's like the lifeblood of being a leader is getting around the right people. What was the backstory? What happened with you personally, with your family that led to you launching Father Figure Apparel? Yeah, man, it's definitely a purpose brand based on a tragic incident, man. So I'll take you back to 2019, man. First of all, I'm a, just to kind of set things up, man, I've been married for 21 years, have a set of 16-year-old daughters, man, Kennedy and Camden. But when my girls were 13, 2019, man, my wife and I received a call at school that my youngest twin, Camden, had been stabbed in the head with a pair of scissors by a young man in the cafeteria at school during dismissal, man. And even putting a bookmark right there, man, as a father, any man listening, any man, whether you're present or inactive, that's a call that you never want to get when it comes to especially our daughters, but our children, period, man. So you can imagine at that point, Man, I'm frantic. My wife is frantic. Everything is going on, man. So, you know, I burn out and I'm on my way to the school. But by the grace of God, man, I was able to bypass the school where the boy was. And that's why I say by the grace of God. Mm. But by this time, man, my wife and my daughter were at the school and they had to watch Camden bleed out in the cafeteria, man. They had to watch her get packed into the ambulance. And it was so dire that my wife and my other daughter weren't able to even get in the ambulance. So I met them at the hospital, man. And, you know, at that point, I'm furious. I'm trying to contain 
man, maybe a hundred different emotions at this point, man. But my main concern is my daughter. As angry as I was, as upset as I was, man, my main concern is, is you know, where's my baby? So she actually, she actually comes in, man, and I can kind of see her in and out of consciousness. But I'm trying to console my wife, trying to console my other daughter. And one of the doctors come in and he says, man, she's, she's in and out of consciousness. But the initial scan shows that the scissors punctured her skull and punctured her brain leaving several blood clots on her brain. And if we don't care flight her to have an emergency surgery, she won't make it another 10, 15 minutes. Or she won't make it there another 10 or 15 minutes. So at that point, man, another one of the hardest things I've ever had to witness and my family, but for me, is to watch my daughter get packed into a helicopter, man, and get get care flighted to uh, Cook's Children's Hospital here in Dallas. And my wife and I, man, took probably one of the longest 30 minute rides that you can you can ever imagine man from one hospital to the other but when we get to cooks we're immediately met by chaplain um and, and if anybody know about any any hospitals or anything that's tragic man when you're met by chaplain it's not good it's not a good deal but they explain you know that's protocol and they actually walked us down this hallway man where we were met by a neurosurgeon who immediately told us, like, man, we've actually found three blood clots on your daughter's brain. I'm going to make a large question mark incision from the top of her skull to behind her ear. We're going to remove her skull and attempt to remove those blood clots to save her life. And within about maybe 10 minutes, man, you know, he just disappeared and they're in emergency brain surgery. And being, like I say, any man can imagine being a husband, being a father to twins, man, having to stand tall while my daughter is in an eight-hour brain surgery, while my wife is super emotional, while my other daughter is super emotional. And this goes back to what we were speaking about a minute ago, man. Like, if if any man think they're, that fatherhood does not come with adversity, does not come with trial and tribulation, just imagine sitting through an eight-hour brain surgery and still having to stand up and be that leader, still having to console my wife, still having to console my daughter, while internally still trying to console myself. Man, it's one of those deals where if that doesn't challenge you as a man, then nothing will. There's absolutely nothing on this earth that will. But at the same time, I'm also trying to hold back anger and rage and revenge and you know, man, I, I truly wanted to go hunt this little boy down. I wanted to go hunt. And at the time, I wanted to know, like, man, who is his father? What men are around that would allow a 15-year-old little boy to stab a 13-year-old little girl in the head with scissors? As we wait, man, she eventually comes out. The neurosurgeon man, who we later found out was one of the best neurosurgeons in the country, he sits down, and, and by this time, we're in the waiting room of about 50 people, man, and he actually sits directly in front of me. So we're really speaking man-to-man, father-to-father, and he tells us, man, that he says that your daughter's brain is beat up. There was a lot of bleeding. There was a lot of swelling. I had to call in another surgeon to help me remove the blood clots, and while we were performing surgery, she had a massive stroke, and um, really... The hardest thing that I had to hear through this whole ordeal is is this man tell me that my daughter was minute to minute. And at that point, then I can honestly say, man, I kind of lost it emotionally, you know, 
And that was the first time and probably the last time, man, I had a major breakdown. I kind of stepped outside and went in the hallway, man, and I just kind of fell on my knees asking God, like, what is going on? You know, man, just imagine I dropped my kids off at 7 o'clock a.m. And by 7 o'clock p.m., my baby's coming out of emergency brain surgery. And I'm not knowing that this man has just told me my daughter is a vegetable. But at that point, it was my father that came and picked me up off the floor, man. And he's and he's pouring into me at that point because the community starts at home. You know, like if my father is not the father figure that I'm speaking about, a lot of the brand doesn't exist that way either. But he picks me up. And he tells me, man, like we heard a lot of things. We heard this surgeon say a lot of things, but he didn't say our baby was dead. So now we we put ourselves together and we fight for her because as long as she's alive, we know she's going to fight. So they put her in ICU, man. And, and again, we started to fight like I started to get encouragement just based on the fact that my daughter was still alive, even though we just heard the most horrific thing on earth. The grace is that she's still alive. So kind of veering off, man, and really giving you some perspective on the other side of the, of the coin when it comes to the father figure apparel. My wife and I started to, of course, they charged this boy with two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. So they had him in a, in a juvenile facility where we started to have to go to these preliminary hearings because at this point, they didn't even really know what he was going to be faced with. They just preliminarily charged him with aggravated assault because they thought it was going to essentially be a murder charge. But for me as a father, going into these hearings, I wanted God to speak to me and, and tell me why I shouldn't hunt this boy down or why I shouldn't retaliate and what would make this young man stab my daughter. You know, there was no confrontation, no fight. You know, it was, it was a day before school let out. So I guess he just, you know, wanted to intimidate my kids or, you know, whatever the case was. But we got to our first juvenile hearing. And man, I'm furious on the inside, man. I, You know, it's, it's probably a 20 by 20 little small courtroom, man. So I'm trying not to look down there at the boy. But I hear God tell me like, man, Reggie, look down there. Take a look at what's going on. And, you know, at that point, man, I'm like, God, I'm not doing that. Like, man, I'm not, if I look at this boy, man, I'm going I'm to go down there and tear him apart. But God tells me again, like, Reggie, look down there. And being from that point on, man, every time we showed up to the court, I saw the same thing I saw this first time is that there was zero male representation. I only saw mom and grandmother and sisters. And I'm, and, man, and when I say I'm like not even a male friend in the courtroom, I'm talking about zero male representation. And about the third time that we were there is really when I got the download that, Reggie, you don't necessarily have to forgive him on the spot. But what you're seeing is you're seeing a young man who lacked male representation, who lacked a father figure. And he did not know why you shouldn't physically approach young women. You know, it's, it's one of those deals where either I could be prideful in that man and be disobedient, first of all, man. I could be prideful and just continue to be part of the problem. Or at that point, God was giving me the vision to become part of the solution. And man, my wife had just bought like a little cricket machine and an iron. She was just making some shirts around. She's an educator, man. So she was making some shirts around school. And this same design that I have on, man, I just told my wife, like, man, put father on top of figure so we can start me and my dad and my uncles. We can start just showing up to court. And just letting people know that our children are covered by fathers and father figures. 
And I wanted people to know that I recognized what was going on on their side as well. So that's really where the brand was born in that. But it also was for me speaking to who I was as a father and a father figure and the messages that I would have given a young man had that been my son. So veering back over to Camden, man, we just started to celebrate day by day, man. She started to get better. She came out of the sedation and we could tell, man, that the stroke had taken a toll on her. It had completely paralyzed everything on the right side of her body, her eye, mouth, everything, man. But cerebrally, her brain function, man, day by day, we started to really realize that she was recognizing who we were. She recognized her sister. She started to communicate with us. And man, just kind of fast forwarding, man, she has made such a a biblical recovery. Mm-hmm. Man, we prayed every day for supernatural restoration. But because of prayer, because of obedience, man, it's hard. It's hard to be obedient in the in the darkest, deepest valley of your life. You know, you and this is another thing that I that I tell men about the vulnerable piece is that being fathers and being father figures does not come without the valleys. It does not come without the tragedy. It does not come without the adversity. But Miles Monroe says that adversity introduces a man to himself. The father and the father figure that I am today did not exist prior to this event. And for us, man, because of that restoration, not just for Camden, man, Mark Kennedy has psychologically had to deal with some things that most people can't imagine. You know, just imagine having a twin sister and having to watch her bleed out in the cafeteria, having to sit through an eight-hour brain surgery, having to watch her as she learns how to read, write, walk, talk, you know, just be a normal sister again. It took a major toll on Kennedy psychologically. And then, Ben, there's an unhealthy assumption that somehow tragedy brings families closer together. And it eventually does. But even for my marriage and even for my wife and I, I mean, you're still talking about two individuals who handle things different. And then for us, it makes us put all the focus on the children, man. So we really took almost two and a half years off from a marriage that we had been in for 20 years. The adversity, like I said, introduced me to who I am now on all accords, man. That's as a man, as a husband, that's as a father, that's as a leader. Because until your faith is tested, you can never, ever even imagine what kind of faith you have or what kind of faith that you built up until you have to use that thing, man. And that's that's really where we're at in a nutshell with the brand, with the movement, with the community, man. It is truly about having to overcome adversity and having to understand what being present looks like. And for me, that looks like saving the next family, saving the next young lady, saving the next man, even in coming up with the brand, man. We just want to truly be part of the solution, man, and show men what it looks like to be active and to be present. What has surprised you about the father figure apparel movement? about people who have resonated with this brand and with this message? Man, it has truly surprised me. First of all, it's really surprising that the space was so vacant. That's a lot of the calling and the God piece, man, is that it surprised me how much broad the need is, but it also surprises me the lack of people who are really occupying the space and really pouring into, like I said, not just fathers, 
but all men as father figures, man. Like I said, with um, a lot of people will see that we have connected with with some really high profile guys, man. Deion Sanders probably being the top. And what he does as a father definitely resonates with the apparel and the movement. But more than anything, man, what he does as a coach and as a man outside of his home is really what resonates with him and connects him to the brand, man. We've we've had so many, like I said, higher profile eyes on the brand, but none more so than Dion because he really is the epitome of what a father figure looks like, not just at his in his home, man, but just the way he pours into these young people, the way he pours into the other coaches, the other men, and really lives this thing out every day, man, is really a match made in heaven, man, for F2 repair. What do you keep coming back to if you've got a limited amount of time and you are in front of a young man, what is the message that you are speaking into that young man's life? Man, any young man that I come in contact with, man, I want them to understand how important it is to be connected to a father figure. Because eventually, everything leads back to leadership. It leads back to foundation. It leads back to structure. First duty as men, biblically, was to cultivate. We were given the we were given the responsibility to oversee and cultivate the guard. We were allowed to name and, and and identify things. And that's the same thing we have to do with our young people. And that's what I, I try to pour into any young man that I come across who may lack that figure is you need to be connected so that you can get that identity, so you can get that structure, so you can get that foundation. And you can get the leadership of how to become a man when you have your own children or when you have your own dominion over young people. And so that's the message that I that I give any young man is make sure that you are connected to great leadership and a great father figure. What would you want to say to a man who's a bit more seasoned in life, who could be serving as a father figure to somebody else, but may not see that potential within themselves? It's the same word, Ben. It's, it's cultivation, man. Everything is about relationship. And this is what I love about the brand because I, I run across so many men who that's their thing. Like, man, I want to support, but I'm not a father. Like, hold on. Like, that's why this is the father figure apparel. Yep. Because you have more influence over the young people in your dominion than you give yourself credit for. Man, I ran across a man who was a, an official for basketball games. And his thing was, I'm not a father, man, and I'll support you. Like, no, man, like you touch as many young people yep. as anybody out here, man. And you have that whistle gives you dominion over decision making, over their emotions. Or if one of these kids get out of line with the official or you have to give them a technical foul or anything like, man, that gives you dominion more than you're giving yourself credit for as a father figure. From your mission with Father Figure Apparel, that is also a father figure speaking into the life of a young lady, of affirming the worth and value that she has. Can you talk about that a little bit? Man, Ben, you, you're spot on with that, man. Like for our young women, and especially in the in the culture that that we're in now, man, with this, you know, the social media age and what they consume visually, it is definitely our job, man, to affirm their identity, affirm their their womanhood, affirm their beauty, affirm them as as just women overall, man. That's 
one of the most important pieces for me personally is that through our adversity, man, it put a microscope on how important it is for me as a father, two young ladies to be that structure, to be that foundation, to be that not only that shoulder to lean on, but that shoulder to cry on as well. Mm. Um, And so for our young women, it's probably even more important that they lean into a father figure, man, just to get that identity and that structure. I've got an 11-year-old daughter, and we've had kind of a nighttime mantra that I've said with her since she was about three or four years old. We always end the night together, and I'll have Remy repeat this phrase, and the phrase goes like this, I am a leader, I am beautiful, and God has a plan for me. So she's been saying that since uh, she was about four years old just trying to embed that worth and that value in her life. And we were doing that mantra a number of years ago and she stopped me midway and she said, dad, stop. And she grabbed my cheeks with her little hands and she said, dad, she said, you're a leader. You're beautiful. (laughs) And God's got a plan for you. And so I was thankful that what I hoped would be instilled in her, she was starting to speak that back into me. And I just thought, you know, praise God if, that kind of affirmation to who God has created and called her to be is beginning to take root, you know, in her life. I was speaking over in London a couple months ago. I was talking with a, a gentleman who oversaw a lot of social workers in London. I asked him, I said, with everybody you work with, you know, whether it's kids who are involved in trafficking, kids who have murdered people, kids who are dealing with the harshest addictions. And I said, what is that common thread that you see woven with all the kids in London that you're working with? Reggie, he didn't miss a beat. Here's what he came back and told me. He said, 95% have no father figures in their life at all. What can we do? And he said this. He said, if a father figure can invest in the life of a young person for at least six months, you will see the life of that young person begin to change. And I said, what does that look like? He said, it's being a friend. It's showing up. It's having conversation. It's asking more questions than you are giving answers. And it's just being present. And we go back to what you said in the very beginning. It's not a call to be perfect. It's a call to be present. Being present can transform the life of a young person. And I think, Reggie, you would probably also agree it transforms the life of the father figure. It's not just a one-way street that God brings blessings back into the life of a father figure who is willing to give time and attention, focus, and energy into the life of a young person. I feel like there is no higher calling for a man than to be a father figure to the next generation. And it's, and it's not even just about the up-and-coming generation, but by being present, you are affecting generations upon generations upon generations. What would you recommend in the next 24 hours, maybe the next week or the next month for somebody that wants to step in, step up, and step out in that space of being a father figure? First and foremost, man, get out of whatever is holding you back from doing that. Whether that's a comfort zone, whether that's, like I said, you're taking inventory on what you're not doing. And also, whether it be with your biological children or just children that you have dominion over, man, really communicate and build a relationship with their needs. And today, next week, 
It takes nothing to send out that text message or make that call or FaceTime and ask, especially any of our young adults, man, our teenagers, any anybody, ask them, what is it that you need from me? What can I do to pour into you? What? How can I cultivate you? Man, even with my girls, I allow them to set goals and set standards. If you are not educated on who your children are, if you're not educated on who the children are that you have dominion, then you're kind of swimming upstream. Build a relationship by asking questions and then put some things into place that you can do immediately. A lot of our young people, man, like you say, just like you're saying uh, with this gentleman in London, man, a lot of our young people just want to have an active relationship with the father figure. Whatever you can do to become active, ask. They'll tell you exactly what it is. They'll, I don't care if it's going to throw the baseball, if it's going to watch a movie or whatever the case may be. They will tell you exactly how to be a father figure to them. Reach out to the people in your sphere of influence that you can give time, energy, and attention And it makes me think, Reggie, when you have the opportunity to connect, you want to make sure that you are listening to understand, not listening to respond. When you are with a young person, your goal is to serve that young person. Your goal is to make that young person the hero of the story. It's not about you being the hero who has all the answers that is giving timeless life advice but it's about you listening to the story of that young person so you can understand the best that you can what that young person is going through. So I always come back to listen to understand, not to respond. And I think in that same vein, there are times when you are talking to a young person and you just may need as a father figure to clarify and ask that young person, do you need me right now in the moment to give you advice or do you need me to listen? And to let that young person say, right now, I need advice, or what I need right now is not advice. What I need is you to simply listen to me and let me just get off my chest what I'm going through. The young person will tell us what they need. And if there's not clarity on that, sometimes you got to ask some of those questions. What do you need from me? How do I serve you the best that I can right now? and making that young person the hero of the story. 100%, man. Like I say, let me cater to you instead of telling you something that's going to cater to how I want to father you. That's one thing that I've had to learn, man. And and unfortunately, I've had to learn the hard way, man, with girls, is that I can't give them all the time the manly part of me. I have to come down and say, okay, like, how do I emotionally deal with you? How do I psychologically deal with you? And how do I just listen? How do I not just come over here? I can't just come and oversee and and bark at you. Sometimes, like you're saying, man, I just have to sit and listen and let you pour into me and then give you whatever it is you need at that particular point. How do we support you? How do we support Father Figure Apparel? Uh, man, definitely visit Father Figure Apparel on, on Instagram, man. We are uh, fatherfiguremovement.com, Reggie George, the Father Figure Movement on Facebook. Um, really anything Father Figure or the Father Figure Movement, man. Just any platform is either Father Figure Apparel or the Father Figure Movement. Reggie, thank you so much. Uh, it's been an honor to have you on this episode of Rise and Lead. And I appreciate it, brother. Anything you need from me, man, like I said, I got you, man. I truly am grateful for the platform, man, and uh, grateful for the conversation, brother.
I hope this father figure episode impacted and inspired you. Send me a DM and let me know. I read every message that comes in. Make sure you screenshot this episode and share it with somebody and post it to your social media accounts. Don't forget to tag me so I can give you a repost. I know there is someone who you know who needs to hear this episode. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, and rating the podcast. Seriously, that means the world to me. Look for new episodes to release every month. You won't want to miss those. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself. You are worth it. Remember, the best time to rise and lead is now. 